Welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week. We got a lot of news, and we got a developer update as well as a patch, and hopefully some good news coming into the patch to come this week. So tie yourselves in. We're going to cover some news. First up on today's docket, we got patch last Tuesday, patch 1.0.6, and this week's patch is going to deliver the first wave of cosmetics that we've seen in the game since the Pirate Legend, and it expands on the sets for the Admiral, Bilderat, Sea Dog, and Sovereign sets. So some of these are going to be regional, so in the wilds and the shores of plenty, and then as well as the ancient isles, uh, you're going to find at different shopkeeper outposts in the different regions only certain stock uh, is available with those item sets so if you want something and you want to make sure that you you go and get it make sure that you find out what actual set you want and what appropriate outposts have those sets otherwise you're going to be wasting your time especially if you're just looking to go in and buy something real quick if you end up in the wilds and you know you need to get to the shores of plenty just go ahead and quit the game jump back in hopefully spawn at one of those two outposts so just a heads up that some of that stuff is not going to be able to be bought everywhere some of it is really region sets so multiple ship sets of the uh for the ship cosmetics have been added as well too as far as i know those are available at all of the different uh outposts i haven't seen anything that shows otherwise and i've been able to see most of them at the different outposts so we can now purchase and equip the grand admiral the castaway bilge rat the ruffian sea dog and the imperial sovereign ship customization sets also, if you go to the weapon shops at many of the outposts to find their stocks of the Grand Admiral, the Castaway Bilge Rat, the Ruffian, Ruffian Sea Dog, and the Imperial and Sovereign weapons, uh, you're going to be able to use new weapon styles that are unlocked now with some of those customizations. Also, in these patch notes, they released a special launch crew, I Have Reached skin. Now, this is only going to be available for a short amount of time, and it's basically to celebrate the beginning of the Sea of Thieves in its first month. So they've added this special weapon to all of the stores. It's going to be available for two weeks, and it's already been up for about one week. So make sure you guys log in, especially if you don't have a whole lot of time. Go to any outpost. It's only going to cost you one gold. So hopefully you have a gold on you. Uh, make sure you get this before it disappears, because it's one of those special items, just like with the launch of the game, when we had the day one patch eye patch that was available for one gold too. So make sure you aren't missing out on that make sure you get it it's really awesome it's got a the scope is actually a wine bottle that has a label that says launch crew on it and much like the regular eye of reach it does have the crack in the bottom of the scope so it still has that point you can use uh, it's not a clear but it does have a beautiful green hue to resemble kind of the the actual wine bottle aesthetic for that eye of reach it's really cool all right, so one of the other things that they touched upon was the bug with the tutorial invulnerability. See, when you're doing the tutorial, you were invulnerable to player versus player damage. Uh, while that may not have been displayed or expressed or shown in any way, what was going on were people were thinking that players at outposts were actually hacking the client, myself included. I actually thought that I was dealing with people who were hacking the client to give them infinite health or not take damage 
damage. What was actually going on was the tutorial invulnerability. People were just hanging out in that tutorial state where they were invulnerable and didn't actually complete the tutorial and then continue on with the actual game. So they've decided to make it so that players are no longer invulnerable during parts of the tutorial when first launching the game. And they say that this should resolve confusion around players seemingly being invulnerable at outposts. Uh, we talk about, let's see, they talk about reports very seriously, so please log a support ticket and we will investigate further. So that kind of goes into with people saying that uh, people are hacking and they want to make sure that they aren't banning accounts when it's actually misinformation represented in the game when there's not really any kind of indication about what's going on so that shouldn't be a problem any anymore and hopefully there's not as much confusion hopefully this helps you out one of the other things they touched on was skeletons accuracy and this is specifically with shooting cannons from islands at long distances so they do specify that it is from islands at long distances so they mentioned that they reduced the accuracy because they they realized that players sailing past islands and may not necessarily be trying to engage at those islands are getting hit pretty heavily especially if you're a solo sloop person and you get knocked off your ship and your ship gets hit a couple times especially below the waterline where you're actually having to deal with now you're stuck on your stuck in the water and you're waiting for a mermaid meanwhile your ship's taking on damage and all because of skeletons who just have ridiculous aim at islands that you weren't even trying to go to so they listened to the feedback they made sure that they reduced it i've definitely noticed that it's still pretty dangerous going into a skeleton fort at close distances although long distance hasn't become as much of a problem now while we're on the topic of skeleton accuracy i just want to have maybe them take another look at skeletons on the island especially during order of souls quests where you have waves that spawn up and a lot of the skeletons tend to have flintlock pistols and the pistols as you know are pretty dangerous and the skeletons have really sharp accuracy with that and the only way to really combat that is to try and kite them down into different areas or have multiple people try and disrupt them with either blunderbusses to knock one out or swords to kind of knock them back or even trying to break line of sight with them against rocks but that's not always possible so it would be nice if they maybe tone down the accuracy just a, a couple a couple percentages with the flintlock pistols the blunderbuss not too bad because the spread gives you an opportunity to run away and not take as much damage but the accuracy with these skeletons is definitely really deadly especially when a big wave spawns right away and on that i've started to notice that a lot more skeletons seem to be popping up on islands more frequently and i don't know if this is something that's leading up to the upcoming patch or if this is just my own anecdotal evidence uh, to kind of support my theory that that's what's going on. So maybe take another look at the skeletons on the island as opposed to the ones shooting at us from afar. So this was something that I didn't realize was happening until pretty late to the game, but apparently people were forcing merchant voyage quests to request a delivery to a specific outpost. Uh, this was something that was pretty much going on, and the way it was explained to me was... What people were doing 
were taking chicken coops from Merchant Voyages, going out, collecting a bunch of gold chickens, and then taking them out to, say, Ancient Spire Outpost. And then they would sail back, uh, minus one person and the chickens, over to Plunder Outpost. And then they would get quests for the Merchant Alliance, throw them down, and wait and see which ones had Merchant Alliance quests to turn in chickens to the Ancient Spire outpost. And then if they did, they would have the one person over at Ancient Spire turn in the chicken, they would cancel the quest and repeat the process over. So they would quickly farm up a lot of experience and get a lot of gold out of it. So this has been changed. You can no longer force uh, the merchant voyages to request delivery to specific outposts. It's going to be random and it's not going to be as easy for you to go to, say, like Ancient Spire Outpost to Plunder Outpost or Golden Sands Outpost to uh, Sanctuary Outpost or Dagger's Tooth to, to Galleon Grave. It's going to be a lot more random. One of the other things that they did was, uh, they said sneaky climbing. The bell on the small ship has been removed, or not moved, but or not removed, but moved to the other side of the ladder uh, to avoid accidental ringing. So this definitely goes along with what I talked about last episode, and it was really amazing to release an episode on Sunday and then find out that that Tuesday they had actually put in a change to move that bell because that was something that it, it felt like it might have taken longer than that, but it was kind of cool to make that request and then have it two days later in-game. So that being said, uh, I have one more request for things to be moved, and that's going to be the bell at the top of crow's nests. Because while it's easy for us to get up onto galleons and onto sloops now, uh, trying to get down is a lot harder. And I'm not sure if that has more to do with the fact that there's generally powder kegs up on the crow's nest because that's going to be the safest place for them and it's hard to proc that or not proc but kind of interact with the ladder but every time I try and interact with the ladder I'm either hitting the bell picking up a powder keg or actually getting the ladder at which point I'm, ha I'm finding myself to wanting to actually just jump down and try and grab the ladder as I'm going down which sounds more pirate but is definitely a lot more hazardous to my knees. <laughs> Alright, so we got a new video last Tuesday, May 1st, and it was a developer update with Joni, and in this latest developer update, uh, Joni talked about how the studio is actually splitting, splitting up the team to have smaller groups of people working on different content patches. So one team will be focusing on the Hungering Deep, while two other teams are going to be working on the Cursed Sails and the Forsaken Shores. As it stands, each team will be working on features that they want to implement with each content drop. The weekly events that will fit in with the content and also top feedback points that will come from the community of course so once each content drop is launched that team will then move on to the next future content after the second and third content drops so each team is going to have equal amounts of time to work on the new patches so this ties in to what they've said in the past about making sure they introduce new features, new ways to play, and items to use in the weekly events. It also lets you know that as the game grows and changes, they will continue to look at the overall uh, feedback from the community and how to make changes to make sure that they're they're increasing or they're making sure that the that their the content is being improved for the health of the game overall. They want to make sure that that they're doing 
quality of life changes. So one thing that I'm excited for is the addition, and hopefully this, hopefully it does make it out to Tuesday. But the private and public crews. Uh, this is the ability they've talked about that they were working on about three weeks before launch that they had to pull because it wasn't quite ready. And it's it's been about two months since then. And I'm really hoping that they're able to get this in place because what it will do is it's going to give players the ability to lock crew slots on a ship so that matchmaking doesn't fill those positions with random pirates. Uh, this is something that isn't as bad as it was initially. Uh, I haven't had to try and brig anyone from randomly joining. Uh, most people have at least someone with a microphone or a PC that can type things out to ask them to leave. So regardless, it will be a great addition and great that we're going to be able to start saving slots for people when, say, someone leaves or you start up a galleon uh, at, at the beginning of the voyage. They're also looking for ways for players to be able to share resources like bananas, planks, cannonballs. Uh, I do wonder if this will eventually lead for players to be able to trade gold, though. Uh, I know that the I know that there are exterior issues that come with being able to trade in-game currency thanks to games like World of Warcraft or other MMOs. But I think it would be nice to have a way for players to share gold if they want to help someone buy an item that they would that would normally take them uh, a while to earn, especially if they aren't able to play a lot of the time. Um, one of the key points about this is the, the game has this idea of not leaving other people behind with progression, that anyone can join the game and earn reputation the way someone else would, even at higher levels or lower levels. So a lower level, lower level player can benefit from a higher level voyage. That being said, not everyone gets that time to be able to put into the game, to be able to earn the actual gold. And if they want to, say, buy some of the new cosmetics that have just come out, then it's going to be a lot harder for them because some of them are anywhere from 70k to 140k I know I think I spent about 70k just on a full set of new cosmetics for the clothing alone. So being able to give gold would be a nice way to give newer players a cosmetic leg up uh, as a as kind of a welcoming present. Uh, it's it's not a big issue, so I don't expect them to really put a lot of time into it. But if, if they do decide to do it, then I do want them to really kind of think through how that would work. Because you do run into those problems where if you can trade gold, then people will sell gold online and you they will be trading real money for in-game currency next up on today's docket i was able to sail last saturday with captain jay and crew from the crow's nest over on youtube and we had a blast we got to talk a lot about the hungering deep and what it could mean for us or what it means to us and there's a good chance if you're listening to this that the hungering deep content is already out so if this isn't 100 percent correct forgive me uh, we chatted a lot about people inhabiting shipwrecks and areas around the world that have hidden caverns or coral. Uh, some of us thought that there was a good chance that it was going to be a large beast, something the size of a whale or a megalodon. And one of my chatters from my stream suggested something that would fit the timeline based on how long they've been working on it. And it's something that people have been asking for since release. All of the Kraken. All of it. 
the body, the head, everything. So one of the large criticisms of this game is involving the Kraken and it not having a full body. If if you've had the pleasure of meeting Karen, then there's a good chance you're already aware that the tentacles you see are spread out and the water is completely opaque. There's no way to see the actual Kraken. And we still only have a rough idea on the of the size based on the skeletons found around uh, some of the islands. So Given the amount of time since launch that they have had to work on the Hungering Deep, it stands to reason that there would only that they would only have time enough to add a second phase to the Kraken dealing with its body. Now, I know some people will say that the content update said that it was going to be a new AI threat, that, that basically the stuff coming was going to be different from what we already have in the game. And technically that is true, but I would argue that having a Kraken uh, that you have to go underwater to fight off the body of it, the brain or the, the beak or, or, you know, the maw of it would technically be new AI because we already have the tentacles and we already understand how that AI works. So the body of a, of a Kraken could be different for all we know. Uh, the tool that they alluded to about communicating with ships over long distances would work for this too. Uh, for how large the black pool is that marks off where the Kraken's range is, uh, the only thing I'm not sure about is if they will be able to, if, if we're going to be able to summon the Kraken or if there's going to be some sort of invisible indication that it's around. Back in the content plans video, they did say it would be something you would have to uncover. And a lot of people have been hoping for mer people, but I don't know how a threat like that would require a new way to communicate with other crews to try and overcome that new AI threat. So since the second patch came in May, we haven't seen it yet. And they did say that they would be teasing some of this uh, leading up to the next big content drop, which brings me to the next item on today's docket. Ludo Crypto is back with news uncovering details about one of the uncharted islands in Sea of Thieves. If you sail to L14, you're going to find what he discovered with the new patch that happened last week, that the shipwreck that is present at that island has a name, the Killer Whale. The wreck also has a new mast that is breaching the surface and making the crow's nest more visible. So it's a more kind of visible thing out in the world to kind of entice you to go check it out. It looks like this is going to be the first of small changes that they're adding in the lead up to the Hungering Deep. I'm just saying this is speculation because I don't understand why they would add this detail when they're trying to work on content as it is. But we know that they've said that they're leading things up into the next content drop. So all of this is to say that I want players to temper your expectations with the first content drop. I'm sure just like the new customizations that came with last week's patch that this will be larger but not epically large. Uh, ex expect more random exploration with reefs and wrecks and more dangers to be had on islands and possibly the Kraken as well as, uh, or, or maybe not the Kraken, but a large new AI, maybe like a, a, a whale or something around like a sea monster. So uh, any more than that, and I'd be surprised and delighted, uh, but low expectations with high hopes. Last item on today's docket, and really just a small touch up on something that I talked a lot about in the past, uh, I want to address the Chips Ahoy cookie promotion because this is something that I was looking into as people were continually 
letting me know that they needed codes and the codes that they were getting weren't working. And I've been really trying to make sure that I can get codes for people when I can. Unfortunately, I'm not doing the thing where people are just taking photos of the codes. Uh, the no purchase necessary, as far as I can tell, relates to the Xbox uh, promotion with a contest involving that. Um, the the so okay so the back of the box actually says that this is a timed exclusive content in the US that it may be available with other offers after the promotional period and may be available during the promotional period in other territories so we we don't know if that means people in other territories can use the codes like they have been or if that or, or if the other areas will be able to get these items eventually through other promotions i'm not 100% sure on if the promotional material is going to end at the end of May either because it doesn't really specify that from what I can tell. But it does say that the codes can still be used up to the end of the year. Um, unfortunately, the back of the box also states that this is not that Microsoft is not a sponsor for this contest. So I don't know. Rare hasn't said anything about this. Microsoft hasn't said anything about this. And Chips Ahoy still is quiet on the topic. So I don't know who's running this or how they worked it out. But I really hope that this is something that after the timed exclusive exclusivity uh, wears off, that people will be able to get these Onyx items without having to try and, and bargain with people to get codes online from uh, retailers or people buying, getting, you know, like taking photos. Like this is this is the worst way to have to deal with uh, DLC. Like this is not. It's it's on par with what I expect to deal with uh, random loot boxes. Like there's a chance you're going to get it, but you're not guaranteed. People in other countries can't even get this stuff right now. And it's frustrating to me because I want them to be able to enjoy it the way I enjoy it, which always kind of brings me right back to the ideas. Like some of the best looking stuff is stuff that is items or, or stuff that you have to get by buying other things outside of the game. Why can't we just have some really cool black clothing in game? Everything is kind of this kind of desaturated hues of, of colors. And black is the only thing that's really bold in the game. So rare this is this is my this is my hill that I'm dying on. It is my soapbox. It is my platform to be able to speak about the game. Please start offering some of this content that has the black uh, appearance in game for people who can't get codes by means that you've done in the past through pre-orders, through promotional items that tie in with hardware, or through promotional items that tie into sugar cookies. Please let them get this stuff it's 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 just cosmetics it's not going to increase my value i don't need it i want it but the only way i can get it is to buy it outside of the game please put something in the game that's black that gives people the opportunity to have that pirate fantasy of of blackbeard or pirates of the caribbean whatever they want whatever they whatever they dream up give them that ability why does it have to be locked behind purchasing stuff okay that's I'm going to I'm going to drop the 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 cookie shenanigans from now but I'm sorry that's that was the one thing that I wanted to really just kind of get on my soapbox about um, last week, I talked about some of my favorite streamers that, that are, they're my Sunday morning sermon. Uh, every Sunday morning, these guys, Rapture Replay, 
um, are on Mixer, and they play for quite a while, Sea of Thieves, and it's a duo sloop, and they've committed to earning Pirate Legend, and, and they're, they're pretty much doing it exclusively together. The reason I bring these guys up is because I found them on Reddit when they were doing a giveaway, and they do a giveaway pretty much every weekend. Uh, the, the giveaway that they did that drew me in was a um, plaque of wood that was wood-burned with the Sea of Thieves Reaper's Mark on it, and it looked amazing. And they've got some other stuff coming down the line, especially with uh, wood burning that looks awesome as well, like a, tr a treasure chest that has some of the Sea of Thieves uh, logos and stuff on it. It looks amazing. But the reason why I want to bring this up is because last week I brought them up and I and I plugged them and I gave the wrong date. I said Saturday and they brought this up to me and then they teased me about it and I felt bad. And now I want to I want to make amends. I want to let them know that it is Sundays in the morning. Uh, they are, I believe, Central Time. Let's see. This morning they started at 1030 Central Time. It was about 830 PST for me, I think, when I when I started watching them. But uh, give them a chance. To go take a look. Counter, Count Wintermute and Uncle Antagonist are two of my favorite streamers right now. They they don't I mean, they're they're going to work their way to Pirate Legend, but they don't rush it. And it may take them a long time, but I love that they're doing it. It's it's great to see. And the giveaways and the the, the general vibe that they put off is just really um, it's really enthralling to see that. And I'm glad to see that with other streamers as well. Uh, Frosty E, who is now <laughs> he's new. He's now uh, uh, referred to as Banana Bandit. He's hilarious uh, as well as his crew. So I, I really love seeing all the different community members come out and this community is is really beautiful, and I'm I'm so grateful that I get to be a part of it because I see the toxicity in other games, and I feel bad for content creators that have to try and talk around those topics, especially ones that are employed by the company. I feel bad because I know that they have opinions about the game, and they don't get to necessarily express them uh, without maybe hurting some of their relationships. And while I may not have a relationship with Rare outside of the game, I, I'm glad that I feel like I can talk about this game in a way that is trying to be constructive without being negative. Because uh, everything in this game is still amazing. And it's still great to actually get to play this game on a day-to-day -day basis. And, and I can't wait to see what's coming down the line. I just want to make sure that I don't get myself overhyped about stuff because I, I can do that very easily. Just all the different things I have in my head about things that could possibly come to the to the world, and I'm and I'm looking forward to seeing how that develops and maybe share some of that with them in case that you know no one bothered to speak up at a meeting and say, hey, by the way, wouldn't it be great if uh, the skeleton captains had voiceovers that reflected their uh, kind of fearless nature and, and they instilled fear in the pirates and kind of taunted you as you came to kill them and stuff like. Something like that would be really cool, but I'm, I'm talking with other people about that too. So uh, thank you, everyone. That's going to do it for this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please let me know over on iTunes. Uh, uh, not iTunes. What is it now? It's, it's Apple Podcasts. Yeah, if you go to Apple Podcasts, Please, I would love to have a five-star review or, or not even a five-star review. Five-star would be great, but let me know what you think. Let me know what you what you feel about this podcast. If it's something that's working for you, if it's not, you know, let me know how you feel. If you want to reach out to me, you can do that. I didn't touch on that earlier on, but if you want to get a hold of me, there's lots of ways you can do it. Uh, at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N uh, on Twitter. My email address is... 
captain or c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com if you want to sail with me feel free to do so join my discord the discord is going to be in the links i sail on twitch.tv slash c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n uh tuesdays thursdays and saturdays saturdays tends to be a longer stream sometimes uh i generally sail at the night or at nighttime when i actually have time so i would love to sail with you hit me up let me know love you guys keep being good pirates or bad pirates be pirates are